Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Chris, listen, I, I, I can honestly say I look forward to this hour of the week more than any other right now, especially the circumstances we're in in this day and age, and especially living in New Jersey. But I got to tell you, buddy, the tweet you sent out last night, not funny. Yeah. Did I get you? Yeah, this just in. So for those of you who don't know, this was the tweet that went out from, uh, from Mr. Bizignano, the heartbeat of Giants Nation, as I like to say. This just in. League announced the season will be pushed back one month, and September games tacked on to the end of the season. Giants will now open in Dallas, after all. I saw that and then didn't look below. It said, okay, just kidding. So for about 30 to 40 seconds, first I thought like, all right, I thought I was friends with Chris. I know we worked together, but I thought it was more than that. I figured I would have got a text beforehand. And, you know, dude, it's a little, uh, little heart rate inducing, buddy, a tweet like that. So uh, nice job by you to fool everybody. You got, cause you got me, you got me. So many people were so happy, you know, that, that, the Giants are not playing Dallas the first game. And, you know, listen, like Ralph Crandall would say, a little levity to break the tension because there's a lot of tension going on in his country, you know? <laughs> so I said, oh, watch, watch this. I'm going to throw this out there to see if I can fool anybody. And judging by the responses, I fooled a lot of people. Well done. <laughs> well done. Mission accomplished, buddy. Now, obviously... I hate to say it, Jerry. Yeah. Now, I hate to say this, but what I tweeted, is it really – that far no. off in fantasy land? Nope. I mean, it, it is a possibility if they decide to move the season back a month and they tack, you know, they make those first four games to the end of the season, right? I guess it is a possibility in a way. It, it's a huge <laughs> possibility, which is why I saw it. And I was like, oh, come on. And then I'm like, <laughs> why wouldn't he text me this? We text about Led Zeppelin and whatever and I just anything. And then I don't get this first. Like, how could I not get this before the rest of the world got it? And, uh, Nice job. You fooled me. Good job. Good job, buddy. Well, I meant it as a joke to just, you know, fool some people and make them laugh or be pissed at me, whatever. But the the sad part is, is that it might not be a joke. I know. I know. We'll see how the NFL plays it, man. It's still three, four months away, so we'll see how they play it. But the schedule did come out, and they are not playing the Cowboys until October, Jerry, which was a surprise for me. Right. So the, the initial reaction to the schedule, right? So I, I started getting texts from the original buffoon crew, um, the guys you met. And it was the, the one that I couldn't stop laughing at was my buddy Matty texting me. He said, unless Joe Judge is Jesus Christ himself, this is a 4-12 and team. And that was kind of the attitude from a lot of people on Twitter. You saw Daddy. like, I, I know, right? So you saw like four and 12, then you saw better. So I, I we, we spoke and I think I calmed him down a bit, right? I don't, I'm with you, right? I have to do a stupid prediction schedule, uh, prediction column rather, say in August. And I hate doing it, but people like to see it. So it's hard enough to determine what the record's going to be now, let alone August. And I hate doing it in August because it's just complete crap, but Let's everybody calm down. Let's go through this schedule one by one and then, you know, react accordingly before we all jump off the uh, off a cliff. Maddie, Maddie, do you not read the tweets? How many times did I tweet? Don't look at a schedule now and say, oh, win, win, loss, loss, loss. You have no idea what these teams are going to be like, except for a few. You have basically no idea how these teams are going to be during 
the 2020 season. Right. Do you remember last year when they played the Bears? They were coming off a 12 and 4 season, right. and everybody had that as a lock, a loss, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can't look at teams. For instance, we open up against the Steelers, right? Yeah. A lot of people, oh, well, there's one loss. Really? I mean, is do we even know if Big Ben's going to be playing? Said the same thing last night. I, those were my, I think those were my exact words last night. About the Bears. You're probably going to see Nick Foles. Is that is that not a game you could go into Chicago and win? Does everybody think the Rams are going to be a team like two years ago this year? I don't. The Redskins twice? Is this teams you can't win? All right? Uh, you know, you look at the schedule and you got the Browns and you got the Arizona's coming back in and all that. Well, but you can't look at a schedule and say, oh, that 4-12, and 12, Maddie. Oh, so disappointing in that, bud. So disappointed. Okay? I was too. I was Even too. the 49ers, right. much better team than the Giants. Super but- Bowl hangover. It's a thing. The Super Bowl hangover is a thing, boys and, and girls. Ladies. Okay, could I, I get to the point I was yeah, going to get up? I interrupted. Sorry, sorry. Before you jumped in there. Okay. <laughs> They're playing back-to-back weeks on the East Coast. They're playing the Jets the week before. Right. They got to come back out, play us, you know, on the 27th. Not saying they can't whip up, whip up our butts, but I'm just saying – you got to look at everything. So you just don't look at it and go, oh, uh, boy, boy. I mean, look at the Eagles. By October 22nd, Jalen Hurts is probably going to be the quarterback. <laughs> Somebody sent out a, uh, a meme and it said, Jalen Hurts. And then I had Carson Wentz. It said, always hurts. Tampa Bay game. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Tampa Bay game. It's probably going to be Eli Manning night. You think Joe Judge is not going to have them flying around that night? Right. Is that, a guarantee, you know, is that a guarantee all scores Brady's there? Right. Who knows what they're going to look at? All I'm saying is you don't look at the schedule and say, oh, 4 and 12, 5 and 11. You, you don't know what these teams are going to be like. Don't go by the 2019 season. Basically, only Belichick and New England is the only team in the last 10 years you can say, okay, well, you know, that, that, that team's going to be 12 and 4, you know, and even that this year, we don't know what they're going to be like, right? Right, right, right. So, Matt, have some hope. <laughs> Um, I'm a little disappointed in you, but I have to admit, um, <laughs> with that four and twelve, looking at it and go, oh, four and twelve. Uh, I don't agree with that, Matt. I'm I'm very disappointed in you, bud. Uh, Steve Serby, who is a genuinely great human being, we've said this before. He's such a nice guy in the media. Um, he tweeted last night about the Jets schedule, and he said, <laughs> basically, what you're saying is week one against Buffalo is must win. That <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Like that. Well, such sir- a great tweet. <laughs> Yeah, well, Serby is a—he's a comedian. You know, yeah. he loves—he yeah. loves to throw the humor out there, yeah. and um, he loves to stir the shit. Uh, the, excuse me, the stuff. That's—that's that's the way Steve is. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know. Uh, but he's he, in his own way, he's making a—you know—he's making a joke to Jeff fans, like, "Oh, you better win week one because you're in trouble after that." But Steve knows. Same thing. You know, you don't know. You can't look at and say, "Okay, we're going to lose this game, lose this game," and all. You—you you don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah. But Jerry, as far as the schedule, yes, <clears throat> I'm happy that. You know, they are playing somebody different. They got the first Monday night game, right? Love Which it. Very, I like that. I very like intriguing. That. Especially for a buffoon like me. Now I could sit at home at Sunday and watch all the games, you know. Right. And then I'll just go to the, I'll go to the stadium Monday night. No, there's no 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 slate of games. I don't have to miss any, you know. So And and by the way, uh, from a personal standpoint, Monday night week one is way better than Monday night week two for printing purposes. Because if Monday night's week two, there's a lot of writing that goes into the newspaper and, you know, up till about three, four in the morning getting it done. So I couldn't be happier that it's Monday night, week one. Right. And, and it's not Dallas, right? That's the key. Right. Love right. it. Right. It's the Steelers. It's two iconic franchises. Yeah. The Joe Judge's first game, Big Ben maybe coming back. 
so many storylines, man. It's going to yeah. be interesting. They don't play a division game until October, right? And then they play like five out of six or something, you know. Uh, they get 11 days off, you know, um, before they face the, um, the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know. So uh, very, very interesting stuff that came out, and we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully, you know, it, everything goes on schedule. You know, we just don't know what's going to happen yet, you know, so. Yeah, they play. What did like, you think? Of, what did you think? Anything, anything stick out to you, Jerry, with this schedule when you first saw it? Uh, the Besides end, the 4 and 12? The uh, end The end depresses me a little. The um, end? The end of the schedule, getting the oh. Ravens away oh, week okay. 16 when you, they're probably, there's a good chance they're playing for home field. And then Dallas at home, right? I just... Okay, we've talked about this before. I just want that game to not be completely meaningless because then Dallas takes over the stadium. And I, look, week one's going to be hard enough with the terrible towels everywhere, right? And don't give me this Pittsburgh travels crap. These people live here. I've talked about this before. A lot of you get mad at me. These people live in Jersey, New York. Don't tell me this travel stuff. The end of the season, I just want, you know, closing against Dallas, I just hope it means something somewhat for the Giants or it's just going to be another end-of-season ugly thing. But I think the three in a row, 11th, 18th, and 22nd of October, three division games in a row, won a short week against Philly. And you know, we play so well against Philly anyway. Uh, you have the Redskins, <laughs> at, <laughs> the Redskins at home and then Philly away. At least they don't have to travel too far for it. But uh, that's, that's what caught my eye. And like you said, then there's the bye, then Tampa – then Redskins and Philly again. That's going to make or break the season most likely, even if they are able to start off to something better than, you know, 0-2 or 1-3 like they've been. So going to be critical this year more than ever to start off well. Do not fall behind. So, And, Jerry, probably the biggest surprise is the Odell game on a 1 o'clock in December. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Did that take you by surprise? Yeah, I guess it could be flexed, but, I mean – it was a little. I thought it was. A, I thought it was made for a Sunday night, Monday night matchup, right? Like yeah. that's prime time, and yeah, um, you know, was, I think PFF or Bleacher, one of them put out a tweet before showing a meme of Giants crying when Odell comes back. Guys, enough. Give me a break. Come on. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. But um, that was a little surprise. I thought that'd be early in the year. I thought maybe that would be a Sunday night game or a Thursday night game or something like that. So that took me. That definitely uh, surprised me. Um, get to see Joe Burrow. Right, the number one overall pick, yeah, uh, in Cincinnati, you know. Um, so, other than that, look, it's uh, I, I like it, you know. I, I really like it. In November, the bye week is uh, you know, yeah. it's nice and it's basically in the middle, you know, almost towards the a little bit past the middle of the season, whatever. But not not after week three or something like that, you know, right? It's, is, bet- it's between the November fifteenth Eagles at home and the. Bengals away on the 29th, which is, I think, now, we've never won in Cincinnati in our history. So Even with Phil Simms throwing 500 yards. Right, win. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. right. Um, Jerry, uh, Joe Judge came out with some interesting talk about the West Coast games. You know, they got to go out to the West Coast twice. Um, New England used to go up on a Friday. Oh, okay. Uh, to get accustomed to the time, you know, time change and all that. Uh, right. So it looks like the Giants might be flying out that Friday, but he did say it's not in stone yet. They're still going to discuss that when the time comes, but you know, Coughlin, most, you know, Sherman, whoever, you know, they basically did it on that Saturday morning. They flew out and they played that Sunday, but it looks like Judge is leaning towards flying out that Friday. Right. And then giving the players the extra day, which uh, I found a little interesting. Some teams do that, you know, 
most teams do it on a Saturday, but Judge, I guess, up in Foxville, they did it on a Friday. So look for that. Hey, I'm, I'm all for any kind of change Joe Judge wants to bring in, Chris. <laughs> I, I'm all for it, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, so, <laughs> so um, yeah. So um, the exhibition, you know, the, the, the Jet game, once again, is not the third game. It's the first game, yeah. right? They yeah. kind of threw that out. Remember, it used to be the third game all the time, the, the most serious, the, yep. where the starters played the most and all that. Yep. Uh, that's out again. They're playing the Jets the first game. And the last two against Green Bay and, of course, Belichick in New England uh, is at home. Uh, so, but we will have to see, man, because, um, you know, with this virus thing going on, we don't know what's going to look like in August. Yeah, I know. It's a little bit of a bummer, but I like that the NFL is acting like they're going to open on time. And look, if they push it out a little bit, not the worst thing in the world. I've always said September's a little too. I, I like, look, I know we all want football, we all want sports back push it out for safety, maybe to October or something like that. Not the worst thing in the world, guys. So let's just uh, kind of go roll with the punches week to week and see what all this brings us. Uh, I just want something back soon. I want football. I want sports. I'll watch two roaches run across the, uh, the, the ground and bet on them, for God's sake. I don't care. I'll, I'll do anything, any type of sporting event at all. Uh, starting to lose my mind here. Um, sounds, like, sounds like you got a problem if you're betting well, I mean, not just anything. I, I just want any type of competition at all. My God. Uh, that's why the Jordan thing's so popular right now. I mean, it's a good special, but I mean, people are clinging to that like it's the Super Bowl every week because it's yeah. like, all right, something else to watch, you know? Yeah, that's why the draft too, right? Broke yeah, all right. kinds of records, man. Right, right. No question. And, and I'm sure the schedule coming out <laughs> broke a lot of records for NFL Network and ESPN and all them too, man. Well, so. People were watching that, like the comments back and forth on Twitter, on texting. It was like, wow, am I watching the... It was almost like week one of the Giants I felt like I was watching. Um, but it was funny because as other teams' schedules broke, it was you saw when the Giants were playing. So that's what I was getting from my buddies. Like, oh, Giants playing week, whatever it is, against Tampa. Oh, the Bears just came out. Giants got them week two. So, I mean, look, like we said, we don't want to predict anything. But you look at, you know, Steelers at home, Bears away, 49ers traveling East Coast at Rams. Hey, listen, it's going to be an interesting first month, right? It's going to be got to start off hot. Can't go 0-2. And if... The first person who tweets or, t- or, or writes, if they start off 0-2, well, they started off 0-2 in 2007. Uh, yeah, come on. I don't, I don't, I'm tired of hearing that. So it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. doesn't work out that way lately. Yeah, no. Uh, they don't exactly have that talent either right now. So No, no, they don't. Yeah, but those six games, like those games in October, Jerry, the Dallas, Redskins, Eagle on three days rest, right? Tampa, Redskins, and the Eagles before the bye. That is going to be it right there, bud. Going into the bye, you're going to – Basically, see what's up, <laughs> right? As far as the rest of the season, yeah, we're gonna see how serious how serious this team really is. Well, you know, if they come out of that bye going to Cincinnati, and you're still talking about it, you know, having a shot in your season. That would be a, that's what you could hope for, bud. You know, yeah. that's what you hope for. A team coming off a of four and twelve years. So, hey man, I just want meaningful football on Halloween. Forget about Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, just give me something this year. Right. Come on, guys. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, then, exactly. and, you know, it, it's you look at that schedule. And I wrote it in my first down column this week, like, you know, kind of playtime's over. You know, Gettleman had a couple of good drafts, but you got to start winning now. And you look at that schedule and you think, oh, what a, what a year to start winning, right? Like, it's, it looks a little daunting, but it can be done. But you, you have, this team has to show improvement. And I don't know if that means 6-10, and 7-9. Uh, I know Jordan Raynon just put out that he predicts 6-10. and 10. That seems to kind of be going in line with what a lot of people think. But again, it's too early, but... In order for Gettleman to feel some sense of security, you just want to see this team improving this year and uh, and getting better because we believe that the draft, especially this year, was very good. So, 
Yep. Yep. That's what you're looking for. You know, I don't think anybody's really expecting a four and twelve to to a ten and six. I mean, it's happened numerous times. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just don't think anybody right now is anticipating that, right? That's right. So even though there's a 17 now and making the playoffs, listen, Jerry, I, I've talked about this before. I, 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 what I want is progress. I would love to go into December with the team in the conversation of the seventh seed. Right. That's what I'm looking for, dude. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if we go into December and they're like, you know, and you know, and, and they're mathematically, you know, quotation mathematically alive, but you know they're not. Uh, you know, I, I want to see them actually being involved in a conversation of go, going to December of that seventh seed. You know, yeah. that would be big time progress, you know, uh, and, and that's what everybody's looking for, I'm sure. So good stuff, pal. Um, all right, guys, you are listening to the Giant Insider podcast hosted by Chris Bizzignano, the beat writer, and Jerry Foley. We are available on all kinds of platforms iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, etc. You wrote a hell of an article this week, and I've said this to you before, not just blowing smoke. Aside from editing this stuff that I get in from several contributors, Chris being the main contributor, you know, I should say partner. I mean, reading these, the, your stuff, it's, it's editing, it's one thing, but I'm, I'm interested in the columns that you write now. And it said it's, they're very good. The undrafted one was really interesting because I don't know if you visited these people in high school or something, the, the information that you had on them. But look, you, you, you know, there's a lot of guys out here that, you know, we, we, there's always somebody that comes out of nowhere that ends up making the team that we're like, where'd this guy come from? And you know, Victor Cruz is a great example. And it seems like there's a lot to choose from this year. I think there were 20 or so that were added you wrote a blurb on each one of them, and it was a great article. And if you're not, if you don't subscribe to the newspaper, you know, guys, you want to support us, please subscribe to the newspaper. And you get stuff like this, like, um, yeah, uh, Chris, is there is there an undrafted free agent that you mm. wrote about that you feel like this could be a guy that not only makes the team but ends up excelling later on down the road? Well, Jerry, just to get into the undrafted free agents first, listen, man, this is what separates, you know general managers and scouts and head coach and all that from other people, right. other teams. Right. Because undrafted free agents should contribute to your team. Right. You need to find a few. Yep. Belichick's a prime example. Yeah. Okay? You need to find the Ravens. Another yeah. team besides drafting well, they'll come up with undrafted free agents that contribute. Yeah. Okay? It shouldn't be just okay, let's sign 15, 16 kids and good luck. You know, we'll use them for bodies in camp and all that crap, right? Mm -hmm. No. Yep. These kids should be like, of course 15, 16 kids are not going to make the team. But you know what? You got to look at three or four, right, that are going to make the team. And and what are they going to do for me on Sunday? So you ask Jerry, hey, hey, Chris, what do you think about some of these? Okay, so the wide receiver position. Right. Yeah, that's that's where someone some has speed. a that's where someone has a chance to stick. Right, especially if you could run, Jerry. Especially if you could top off a defense because Slayton's fast, right? Right. But there's a kid they brought in from LSU who got caught behind the depth chart, got caught in the depth chart at LSU behind guys like Justin Jefferson and stuff. By the name of Derek Dillon, the kid is a burner. Yeah, four two nine forty. You wrote. There's two kids that Jerry that the Giants brought in wide receiver wise mm -hmm. that were caught in the numbers. They were caught in the depth chart <clears throat> at their respective schools. One was, without question, Austin Mack right. of the Ohio State Buckeyes, mm -hmm. okay? 
He was caught behind other kids. Yeah. Benjamin right. Victor, Benjamin Victor, too, from Ohio State that you you pointed out. Yeah. Six you four, know, like six. You know, Mac is six two. Victor six four. I know right. we need. I agree with you that we need a burner, but it just seems like this offense is dying for that over the middle huge target. I know Ingram should be the guy, but it'd be nice to have that security blanket for Daniel Jones. It could be one of these two guys, you know. Yeah. So what you what you're asking for is a red zone kid. You need a red zone kid, right, Jeff? Right, That's what you're right. saying. Hey, we need a red zone kid here, right? Exactly. Okay. So you bring in a Benjamin Victor. The kid Austin Mack, Jerry, I'm going to give you two kids to keep an eye on on drafted free agents that I'm really looking forward to watching in training camp. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one is going to be the kid I just said, Austin Mack. He's like 6'1, yeah. almost 6'2. Mm-hmm. A real good route runner, good on special teams, and he's got him, Jerry. He goes across the middle and he does not care. Okay. Um, Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Victor, like you just said, <laughs> a big kid. Yeah. Big kid. 6'4. Has some touchdowns in Ohio State. Yeah. Another kid, you'd be interested. It'd be interesting to watch him. And Jerry, of course, the one wide receiver-wise, Derek Dillon. The kid is an absolute burner, and we're gonna be interesting to see what he brings to the table because the Giants could use a guy who could really stretch the defense. Slayton is fast. Don't get me wrong. This kid Dillon is faster. Right. You know. So those three guys, because you know, a lot of people don't feel that comfortable. You know wide receiver wise on his squad jerry you got that, two slot guys yeah, yeah you got slayton as a, like an x guy but you know yeah. a what is he gonna do in year two you know what i mean right so there isn't a lot of like oh we're good don't get me wrong shep's good we yeah. know that right yeah, yeah we know what tate could do hmm. and then slayton showed so much promise last year right yep but i think a lot of people want to see hey, you know what let's get a big kid in here right yeah, yeah. or let's get a kid who can really top off a defense um so that's no question, that was the thinking, Jerry, bringing these kids in. So they have to hit. They have to hit on some undrafted free agents that are going to contribute, Jerry, not just on a practice squad. You know, you know, maybe they'll come in a couple of games, get activated off the practice. None of that stuff. You know what I mean? That actually yeah. could be on the 53. I'm sorry, excuse me, Jerry, on the 45 come Sunday. Well, that was the, um, that was the one surprise that everybody had from the Twitter world, right? And, and Giants Nation was saying, how could we not draft a wide receiver? And I, I understand why they didn't. If, the, if you don't reach for guys, right? If the value's at a, a certain spot, especially later in the draft, you take that person, you take that player. But I was a little surprised that they didn't take at least one later on. But look, if you feel like you can get value in undrafted free agents, I mean, it was done in 2001, right? Like we needed, we needed, and our offensive line was very old from 2000, Lomas Brown, Glenn Park, I'll never forget it. And I remember calling up, I think it was your boy, Russ Salzberg, and Jody Mack, I think they had a show, and I said, I'm disappointed in the fact that they didn't draft another uh, offensive lineman. And they said, well, no, Ernie Accorsi was on. He's singing the praises of Rich, this guy, Richie Subert. It was Richie Soiber, as we know. So, right. look, this is where you make your money, right? you got to find yeah. undrafted. The draft is only seventh round, and seven rounds. And another article I put out was top draft picks of all time, right, for, the, for my normal column. And it was comical how many great players were chosen after round seven. Look, a lot of them were in the 50s and 60s, but as recently as the 90s, Jesse Armstead, eighth round pick. There mm-hmm. were guys that are not only contributors, but all-time great giants. So they're out there, these guys. You just, you know, you got to find them, and this is what you pay your scouts for. Yeah, yeah, this is what makes teams, bud. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is what improves teams. And you know what? Carl Banks brought out a good point, Jerry. He said, you know, he, he brought out how the first four rounds, first three rounds were so dominated by the SEC. 
Yes. Okay? That it pushed kids back. Like Cam Brown, who I'm very high on. Okay? Yeah, so am I. Was what, Jerry? A sixth-round pick? Sixth-rounder, right? yep. Okay? Uh, there's a kid that could have been in the fourth or third-round Connor, Connor Coughlin, seventh. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, so Banks brought up a good point about how many kids were pushed back because of the domination of the SEC, right? The kids coming out of the SEC. Sorry, Carter so, Coughlin. Sorry. Carter Coughlin, yeah. So you look at some of these kids, you know, they might have been draft picks, seventh round or sixth round in another draft. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. So we'll see if they hit on these kids. You have to hit on a few of these kids, Jerry. You're not going to hit on all of them. We all know that. But you have to hit on some of them that, that can contribute to the team, you know? Um, even this kid, Jerry, this British Columbia tight end slash receiver, you know? Ramsey's Barton. <laughs> right, this, you know, this Rice and John kid, you know? Yeah, right, even right, he's right. going to be intriguing. The kid's huge. Yeah, you six, know? seven. Like six, yeah. seven. Yep. You know, even that kid. I mean, can he play at this level? Look, I'm not going to be lying to you. Probably not. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. he's probably... He's probably gonna look at these guys and go, All right, "That's it, I'm done." You know what I mean? Let me go back. Let me go back to watching Canadian hockey games or something. You know, because I'm just saying, you know, they're probably not. But it's intriguing some of these guys, and we'll see what they hit in any of them. You know, so Jerry, they also brought in a quarterback. Okay. Yeah. This Cook is from Northern Arizona, who is like a gunslinger. From what I understand, I, I studied up on him a little bit. Had big numbers. You know, a couple of injuries. Uh, had big numbers. His last year, he has a mentality of a gunslinger. But the point I'm getting at, the Giants now have five quarterbacks yeah. on this roster. He brought in Cooper Rush from the Cowboys, right? Yeah. After he, after the Cowboys signed Andy Dalton. Um, they Which released. is a great signing for them. I got it. Right. I'm sorry. It is that. I thought, I, I thought Dalton will wait to see to go to a, a starting position spot. Chris, right? uh, before, we move, before you talk about Cookers, I got to ask you one question because I thought about it today. If Andy Dalton is starting against the Giants for whatever reason at some point, <clears throat> maybe Dak uh, is injured or didn't get his contract done, do you feel any better about playing the Cowboys with Andy Dalton under center? No. Me neither. No. Right. No. Uh, Andy Dalton's I, – I, I don't know why. <laughs> no. Right. Not at exactly. all. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. You know, not at all. Nope. You know? Not at all. Matter of fact, he probably won't make some of the dumb throws Dak does during the game. You He's know? more accurate. I, I, listen, <laughs> I, I – Somebody, a Cowboy fan asked me, what do you think of Andy Dalton? I said, it's a great signing. I think he's better than, no, I'm sorry. I'm not a Dak fan. I think he, he's right with Dak. I, I wouldn't, if they play the Giants and Dalton starting, I don't feel better about that game. So, Look, Jerry, Andy Dalton had good years for the Bengals, man. Right. Brought him to the playoffs. And he played all of last season without A.J. Green. Right. I mean, you know, I, I know they make him out like, He's some kind of washed up stiff in Cincinnati, and we moved on from him. But right. listen, the guy could still play. And like you said, Jerry, if something happens to Dak and we got to face Dalton in October or January 3rd, whatever it might be, you know, I'm not going to look at it and go, oh, we're good now. You know? yeah, yeah, right. So, go ahead, so I'm Cooper sorry. Rush, so obviously, look, Jerry, Cooper Rush is released by the Cowboys, and Jason Garrett obviously goes to Judge Gettleman and says, hey, bring this kid in. You know, he's going to compete for that third spot. They just redid his contract. Okay, they gave him a little more guaranteed money. What did that tell you, Jerry? He's gonna be number three, right? They like it. Listen, Garrett liked him in Dallas. You know, not not he didn't like the way he held the clipboard. He liked him. Thinks a kid can play. You know, so this this is uh, very ominous for the great Alex Tanny. Then, right? Alex Tanny um, is a great guy, dude. Right, great guy. Um, but his days are finally going to be numbered here with the Giants. Okay. Right. So if um, 
Colt McCoy, and then Rush. Yeah. It's going to battle out number two. I expect mm-hmm. the veteran to win, and then Rush, you know, be on his roster, okay? Especially, I saw that today. They redid some money. They gave him some, guarantee, more, more guarantee, they gave him some guaranteed money and all that. Um, that's the way I look at it, you know. And Cooper Rush is a guy that Garrett likes, you know. Like, he thinks he could play, and, and he's going to come in camp, and they're going to battle out for number two, him and McCoy. So we'll see what happens there. Should be interesting, and I, I like what they're doing. They're, they're um, you know, we're not reaching for just Cardinals anymore. Uh, we're, we're going elsewhere. <laughs> I know that wasn't a that was a result of, of James Betcher, but uh, I just I like what we've done this off season. And and look, I'm not Monday morning quarterbacking and being a, a yes man at all. Um, I thought and Chris thought that over the first three rounds they would bring in um, an offensive tackle, an edge rusher, and center. Now Chris and I reversed center and edge rusher. Chris said center second round. I said Edge Rusher second round, but in the first three rounds, they'd bring in those players. But when you get Xavier McKinney in the second and he falls to you, you almost have to take him. And you see safety, but where he's lined up, and Chris has, has brought this up before, well, he, he put out, a, you put the tweet out where he lined up inside linebacker, outside linebacker, safety, slot corner, everywhere. Uh, and then we get, you know, we, we get a, um, another, a, a, another tackle of the future, right? Hopefully, a guard who's working out at center, but also provides guard depth, you know, add Mark Colombo. The, the, that is, I keep forgetting about him and you bring him up constantly. He is mm. as crucial as anyone that we've brought in. If you're excited about Bradbury, I'm as excited about Mark Colombo because coaching in, in football is the most important, almost, in, I think it, we've said this before, in any sport. You know, baseball, you set the lineup and do a few things analytically and you're good. I'm not saying it's that easy, but compared to football, it is that easy. And coaching means everything. And I, I, I like what we've done. I, I'm cautiously optimistic about yeah. the future of the job. You should be. Yeah. Well, you should be. You should be, my man. You should be. Right. Uh, but like you said, I'm cautiously optimistic. And that's the right way to approach it, right? right. You can't dive into go, oh, we're good now. We're going to be unbelievable. You know, no. <laughs> or you can't say, oh, my God, we, we're going to stink. Judge, he's a special teams guy. Come on. You know, no, you're cautiously optimistic. We have to see what happens, right? Right. But Mark Colombo does have a resume. Oh, Chris, come on. They're all great over there. Uh, please. The guy has a resume in Dallas. Okay? Right. Okay? He was a Parcells favorite. Parcells knew he was going to be a coach one day. Guess what? He was a coach. He's a coach. Okay? <laughs> and, and for those saying special teams, like, okay, I'll use that, that evil team west of us. And there are so many games over the last few years where the Eagle offense couldn't get going or the defense wasn't playing well. And all of a sudden, Darren Sproles brings one back, or Deshaun Jackson does. And it's like, you, you need that, that aspect of the team. Now, now to McGahee's credit, the Giants special teams have been very good over the last couple of years. But to have a, you know, they drafted this Darnay Holmes kid. He's probably going to be returning kicks as well. Like, we, it just seems like we've vastly improved at least one aspect and the depth on this team a bit. So, look... Don't poo-poo special teams if anyone's doing that. It, it, is, it is just as important as offense and defense, and you've seen it, you've seen it over the years from our opponents and, and, and division matchups that we've had where it has sparked the rest of the team. And I, I'm, again, very happy with, with what we're doing. So, Speaking of that, yes. glad you brought that up. You want to look, talk about one kid, undrafted free agent, who was an excellent kickoff returner in college, was Javon Leak, the running back from Maryland. Oh, right. He averaged like he averaged like twenty three or twenty four. I got it in my I got it in my uh, my article. That I don't remember the exact number right now, but he's excellent. There's a kid who can make special. Is a kid who can make the roster because of special teams. 
So that's an excellent point. Dude, special teams, right? You, you don't think special teams is going to be huge? I mean, listen, in all fairness to Gettleman, it's been huge with him the last two years, right? Yeah, that's right. Right? The, cover, and now, the, cover, now, the, cover, the coverage units have been very good. Right, yes. t- listen, Joe Judge didn't bring Thomas McGahee back because he liked his mustache, you know? <laughs> he brought him back because he knows he's a good damn football coach. Hey, 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 when the Giants fired Sherma, you might call me a buffoon, Jerry, but you know I said this. I, I said that was one of the guys you should bring in for an interview. Yeah, right. No, yeah, I know. Yep. I, I see McGahee every day. I see the way he is, uh, the way he's coaching him up. I see it, dude. So yep. guess what? So did Joe Judge. Judge brought him back. One of the few guys he brought back, right? Yep. Your boy Leak averaged 25.2 yards per return and okay. returned a, uh, even a 100-yarder for a score. So there you have it. Well, whoever wrote that, man, knows what the hell is I mean, about. it's just poetry. Poetry, buddy. <laughs> Aside from information, it's poetry, baby. But that's the point, right? The point is that they, here's a kid who could make the team, uh, showing what he could do in, in preseason games, returning kickoffs, right? And showing what he could do in practice and all that. So, hey, listen, Jerry, uh, it's going to be a lot of interesting stuff. Hopefully it all goes off on time. Uh, if not a month later, whatever. You know, like, as long as it goes off, right, Jerry? That's that's just, all we're just, looking for. Just, just happen, right? Just and one, and one last thing, Jerry, before we get into the questions. Can I get into one last thing here? Yes, because I have one more point to bring up as well. So go ahead. Okay. You want to go first? Or? No, you go. Uh, all right. I'm surprised you use your power-hungry guy. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's so not jo- right. <laughs> I thought Joe Judge, what he's doing virtually, he wants all these guys. Nobody's seeing each other, right, Jerry? Nobody's in camp. Nobody's in OTAs, all that stuff. So Joe Judge is reaching out to them saying, hey, listen, get to know your teammates, man. Right. Right? Zoom them. Um, Skype. You know what? Even go out there and play video games against each other. Right. You could chat back and forth, get to know each other, man. So at least when we hit the ground running, hey, what's up? You know, this tonight. Yo, and everybody's fooling right, everybody getting to know each other. They're talking about each other's background. What are you doing in this confinement and all, you know, in this quarantine and all that stuff? I thought, I thought maybe, you know, call me stupid, Jerry, but I thought that was a, a real sharp move by Joe Judge. I thought it was a real good move. I do too. And it showed like that he's relating to these younger players, right? Like that, that's a great move. And, and look, in business, that's what everybody's doing right now. They're all Zooming. They're having virtual happy hours with each other, right? That's just the way the world is right now. And to be able to adjust and do that, it, it, this is a good thing. It, it's, I like what he's bringing to the table so far. And look, it's all going to come down to wins and losses. We keep saying it when if Judge gives you the Bill Belichick or Pat Shermer answers during the week after a loss, it's going to be very frustrating. But you got to like what he's bringing to the table right now. And I love that aspect of it as well, pal. Good point. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. What was your point now? Oh, I just wanted to bring up, speaking of poetry, I, um, I, and I just want to tell you, boy, Banks, because I, I don't know if I'm on his uh, poop list um, because of, you know, I said I played Tecmo Bowl and, wow, he's really good against the run. I always knew that, but, you know, I don't, I don't know what you uh, – what you said to him, but I, I, when I said that, when I listed the top draft picks of all time, I wrote a, a very nice blurb about him in my column this week, and I just said he was the best defender on the team during the entire '86 playoff run. He was absolutely magnificent. So if you could, if you could just pass that along to well, your boy. Well, you know, if you think that's going to make up for the shots you've been taking at him <laughs> the last month, uh, I mean, I'll try to work on him for you. But he's pretty disgusted with you. Uh, you know, so uh, all right, I'll try. I'll tell him. Uh, you know, it's not that he doesn't know. You know, speaking of disgusted, he, uh, you know, he, he's a he's a bigger Leonard Williams fan than he is Clowney. But it, I'd be remiss if I did not mention that Jadeveon Clowney is still available, folks. The dream lives. So. <laughs> don't, don't, don't expect that dream to hit, bud, but you never know. 
Marcus Golden is the answer now, buddy. I hate to tell you. You know, we'll see. I'm what fine happens. with it. That's fine. I hope so. Yep, I Love agree. So we'll see what happens with Golden, but uh, between now and July 22nd, my man. That would be awesome. Um, I I welcome him back. He was production, like you said. He was a good locker room guy. This is a guy. This this is one that that seems to make a lot of sense for us. So I am fine with Marcus Golden coming back. That is great. Look at and that. when I see Marcus Golden and he says to me, are you the guy that, you know, your editor keeps wanting clowning over me? I'm going to say, yeah. No, that's Jerry. Yes, yes. I'm going to say, yes, I said, when he says, yo, your editor Jerry is. Is that the one he, he keeps saying he wants clowning over me? I'm going to go, yeah, Marcus, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, when I go you back, are making enemies all over that locker room. Dude. I can't wait to get booed when I go. I'm going to get booed literally by my own team. Oh, they're going to be looking to take you out. Yeah. yeah. Banks is going to be like, you suck at Chris in here. Get oh, out. Banks is going to punch you right in the mouth. One of my childhood heroes is telling me, he's going to tell me <laughs> I suck. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good. Absolutely. All right, folks, you're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano, Big Trust Woo Woo, and Jerry Foley. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, you name it, we're pretty much out there. So I sent the tweet out about um, uh, questions last night and got a decent response. Not the best response, but considering where we are right now, I guess people, uh, you know, tr we're trying to, trying to raise spirits here, folks. So um, hopefully uh, you're all doing okay. Uh, but a lot of good questions. A lot of, uh, you know, we haven't done it in a couple of weeks. So the, I, I feel like when we hold off on these, the questions get better. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good ones this week. So if you're ready, Chris, I will get started, pal. You ready? Sure. Go ahead. All right, all right, buddy. The Mecca of NYG at Jeffrey underscore Mecca. Psyched for the pod. Thanks, bud. What second or third year guy, not Saquon or, da uh, or Daniel Jones, do you think will benefit the most from the new coaching staff? Hashtag buffoon crew. Will Hernandez. That's a good one. That's a real good one. Lorenzo Carter. That's it. Ah, yes. That was my guy. Good job. Ah, Chris, you're the, you're the maven with this stuff, baby. Nice. No, no. You had the same answers. What are you talking about? Well, I, I didn't think of Will Hernandez. I, I had Lorenzo Carter first. He's the first one that came to mind. Okay. Nice stuff, pal. Uh, Tom at TomLap66. Been supporting us from the start, buddy. Who do you think uh, is going to be the starting center Game one. And what are your thoughts on Pio and his future on the Giants? Hashtag buffoon crew. I don't think Pio is going to have a future on the Giants. I hate okay. to say it. Yeah, he's, um, he's sending a lot of tweets about his rehab, and I, I'm happy for the guy, but I agree yeah. with you. Um, who do I think is going to be the starting center? All right, I'm going to go outside. I'm not going to go outside the box, but I'm going to give it a shot here. I'm going to go with Nick Gates. Really? Wow. That is no. That's a little off the beaten path. I was going to say Spencer Pulley. Um, well, listen, Jerry. That's possible too, man. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, there, there's no question. Gates is getting a shot there. This camp. Yeah. They're going to look at him hard. And I'm going to say he wins it. <laughs> oh, good. I Could be dead wrong. I'm just going with what I think is going to happen right now. I'll peel Pulley, and and they're going to look at Lemieux too. But I don't think that's going to work out right now. Um, but I yeah, have it's a, a little feeling. a little too soon, I think, for Lemieux. I just have a feeling Gates is going to work out there. Um, hopefully I'm right, you know, so. Big brain Joe Judge. <laughs> These names crack me up. At Jose W something. Joe's, I don't know, can't pronounce. Do you think the inevitable two-game win streak to start the season will let a fire under Judge and the team will contribute to an even bigger win streak? Wow, that's, uh, that's ballsy. Uh, big brain. Should be big balls, Joe Judge. Should be your name. Um, 
I look at those first two games. I, you know, we don't want to get into predictions, but it could be the starting, uh, the start of this season could be a lot worse. Let's just say that. We don't want to get into predictions, though. Um, Rob Curseys just has something nice to say, Chris. I'm going to read it. Excited and would love to stay up all night and talk schedule and Giants football, but have to work tomorrow. Be safe and stay healthy. Hashtag Giant Insider Podcast number one. Rob, that's very nice. Thank you, buddy. And you stay safe as well, pal. Um, Sal, New York. Uh, at G-Man Fan. Always ask great questions, Chris. This is what I want to uh, ask you. After the draft and hearing and doing the, the interviews with the picks, what players did you come away with the most impressed with, Chris? Hashtag Buffoon Crew. After the draft? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, X-Man. X-Man 2, I'm going to call him. Xavier McKinney. It's funny. You said that, and I thought of O'Shane Zimenez. I'm like, oh, you got on a call with <laughs> him? I got to weird. call him X-Man 2 now. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Um, what, why? Why? Uh, I love the fire he brought. I love it, the confidence, but at the same time with the humility, humility, Jerry, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I loved what Andrew Thomas, I loved what he what, what he was saying. Real humble kid about this. Yeah, same. that was the other article you wrote, The Quiet Man. Very good. Yeah, real humble kid, but, yeah. you know, but, but a very quiet confidence that he could go out there and destroy people, you know? Um, Trying to think anybody else. Those two right there, the first two picks – Actually, all they were all pretty impressive. But the first two uh, really impressed me. Um, so I have to go with those two. Good stuff, pal. Uh, Gaza, do we think the uh, so basically saying if both teams are in the hunt, will that game against the Browns be flexed to Sunday Night Football? I, I hashtag Buffoon Crew UK. Thanks for the uh, overseas support, Gaza. Yeah, I think so. I think that's it's at one o'clock now, and it's a little surprising that it is one. We said before it seems tailor made for a Sunday or Monday night matchup. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, if they're in it, it's made for that. It, it's, I don't know if you could flex one to eight, right? I don't know how that works. I thought it was – I don't think you could jump um, two time slots, but it would at least be flexed to four o'clock. So. Yeah, uh, well, let's put it this way. I, if that game is flexed, that's a good sign. Yeah, right. Yep. That means it's an important game, right? Yep. So that's a good sign. It's not going to be flexed because Odell's coming in. It's going to be flexed because it's an important game to one of the teams or both. Dan Houseman, he always asks these funny questions. On a scale of losing Steve Smith to drafting Cedric Jones, how pissed are you if Clowney is a pigeon next season? Yeah, I uh, would be <laughs> nuclear, uh, uh, Dan. I was, was going to say, Jerry, you answered that one. <laughs> I'm on a uh, – that would be – the scale for me would be drafting Rocky Thompson mad, right? Or, or, or trading, uh, uh, you know, the first-round pick for Craig Morton, right? This would be bad. I don't think it'll happen because I think Philly hates him so much. I think what he did to Carson Wentz with the uh, – what they viewed as a late hit, and it was a late hit, but it wasn't. It wasn't Bed, what Bednarik did to Gifford back in what sixty or whatever year that was when he clotheslined him and almost murdered him. It's funny how we change our minds over the years. Stuff of the stuff yeah. Jack Tatum did, he'd be arrested for today. So it wait, wasn't wait, wait, that. wait, 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 wait. Are you on crack cocaine today? Why? Do you really think the Eagles wouldn't sign Clowney if they could because of the late hit on Wentz? I think the outrage from that city after that happened and what I, I, it would surprise me. I'll be honest with you. I think there's a legitimate locker room issue when you bring in a guy like Clowney who was absolutely hated, at least this year, right? This isn't, and I, look, we can go to the, the Dennis Rodman. No, 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 it's, it's, it's relevant. It's a good question, right? You go to the Dennis Rodman going to the Bulls after all that, and we just watched all this with, with the Michael Jordan special. Michael Jordan could never play with Isaiah Thomas. He could play with Rodman years later, right? It was almost like, all right, he played baseball for a while. 
Time has to heal wounds. I would be shocked if the Eagles signed Clowney based on the vitriol and hatred coming from the fan base, coming from some of the Eagle players. I think it would be an issue. That's all. But you can tell if I'm on crack, that's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> Watch, they'll sign him tomorrow. Be like, oh, Chris was right. <laughs> Good. Okay. Klee at Gang Sign John. Oh, that is. Love or hate the season starting on Monday night, Chris. Hashtag buffoon crew. Yeah, well, I just talked about it. I, I love it. Uh, of course, now you, could, now you could sit Sunday and just sit there and watch all the games, you know? Yep. And then uh, go to the stadium Monday night where there's no slate of games, except for the one right after Django. You know, but I'll talk about a full slate on like on a Sunday. So exactly, I like it. Exactly what he said. Uh, get to the red zone all day Sunday. Nice job, Clay. <clears throat> all right, here's one. Um, Macho Camacho Show. <laughs> nice. What game are you most looking forward to? Week one. Yeah, it's so easy, right? Like, oh, week one by a mile. Nothing else, right? I mean, my God. We just, yeah, week one. Uh, Lisa at So Bad Six. What's up, Lisa? Hey, guys, hope all is well. Thank you again for keeping us distracted during all this. It means a lot to us fans. You're very welcome. Looking at the schedule this year, do you guys see as tougher or easier than last year? <laughs> predictions, come on. No predictions. I mean, at this time last year, I don't remember how we felt, right? Did we feel we were... Yeah, we felt better than what happened, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We were saying seven and nine, this team needs yeah, well, to be Yeah, well, Eli was going to be... Eli was the quarterback, and we felt they could be much better than the year before, and that didn't work out. Yeah, all right. Uh, Joey Z at Molten Center 81. Was Chris on the golf course the day they reopened? <laughs> Hashtag buffoon crew. <laughs> Joey, Joey, the tee times were booked so fast, I didn't have a chance to get on it. Uh, the damn course, but I will be this week. That's funny. Um, Rocky Bullwinkle, are the NY are the Giants better, worse, or same at right tackle this year? Good question. Are the Giants? Oh, that well, that's gonna be that's gonna have to be. Well, the kid Thomas is probably gonna be the right tackle in week one, so we'll we'll see. Hopefully, Thomas is an upgrade over Remis. Yeah, Cam Fleming will be the swing guy. Uh, Pert will be in the plans next year. So, uh, I mean, we should be, but I don't know. I, I was not opposed to Remmers coming back and serving as a kind of a, a mentor. I know Judge says they coach. I get it, but uh, I wasn't too, uh, wouldn't have been too upset. Uh, here we go. Robert Vanderberg. Thanks for the podcast, gentlemen. I love what I hear from Coach Judge, but worry he is trying to be Belichick-like. Many failed coaches have come before, basically. So what signs do you see that he is being genuine, and this really is him. And the reason I asked that question, Chris, yeah. is you kind of wrote an article about it, about the culture that he's bringing. So There's go ahead, my wrong friend. with that. Well, Robert, it's a great question, Robert, because a lot of people are concerned about this, okay? Mm -hmm. Robert, there is nothing wrong with bringing the culture and philosophy here from New England. Nothing. And, I, and now I do not sense... One iota yet that Joe Judge is trying to be just like Belichick. Now, what I mean by that is this. He goes on a field. He, he gives one-word answers to the media, which he hasn't done. He's been very good with us, okay? Mm. He's on the practice field, tw you know, tw twirling the, the whistle, walking around with the, with the, uh, uh, the visor. 
imitating and him. You know, that's like, that's uh, a Mac, that's a McAdoo reference. Right, like right? Evan Genie yeah. did back in the day with the Jets. Yeah, uh, uh, Evan Roberts. I know Evan. You might be listening soon. Uh, yeah, you remember those days when Eric tried to do that with your squad? Okay, um, I do not sense now. I haven't been around them yet on the practice field, training camp, post game locker rooms. Uh, interview, you know, uh, the four or five, four times a week, you know, uh, media access to him. So I can't give a definite answer yet. But right now, as far as trying to be exactly like Belichick and his mannerisms and all that stuff, no, I don't see it. But I'll say it again. There is nothing, nothing wrong with bringing the philosophy from probably the, the greatest team, uh, the greatest franchise in football history down here to Jersey. And bringing Bill Belichick type philosophy down here, nothing wrong with that. Well said, very well said. Tim Houston at underscore Giant Yankees. Oh, seems like a great guy, Tim Houston here. I would, I find it odd that we have two NFC matchups on CBS, Chicago and Dallas. Good point. Haven't enjoyed NFC games on CBS since before Madden Summerall. The reason I ask this question, Chris, is you're going to lay into me. Although I hated him in Dallas. <laughs> Do you think we're in for a treat if Romo gets assigned to our games? Hashtag buffoon crew. I'll say this. Oh, I did a 180 on Tony Romo from year one to year two. Why is that? I, because what I couldn't stand in year one is when he got very expressive and did that, uh, like that stupid noise he makes. And the it's predicting passion. Uh, yeah, okay. And the predicting of the, the predicting of the play, which he kind of stopped last year. I watched him last year. I thought he got much better from year one to year two. And I would tell him that if I ever met him, like he would care. And I, I actually learned from Tony Romo, so I'm fine with it now. I'm oh. okay with, okay, I'm okay with Tony Romo. Go ahead, Chris, have at it. No, here, can we talk what really happened here with you? Sure. All right, let, let, let's get it out. He was a cowboy, <laughs> and you hated him from day one. That's fair. You know it, and I know it. He was a cowboy, so right away, oh, he stinks, he's a cowboy. He was a cowboy. You know it, and I know it. Now, after three years in a booth, and after he just signed a contract making $18 million, and is considered the best analyst by far in the game, well, him and Collins or whatever, now you're starting to say, you know what? Let me listen to him. Let me have an objective mind and actually listen to him and say, you know what? He's pretty good. Half true. <laughs> oh, it's half, it's half, half true. It's half true. true. What half wasn't true? The other stuff annoyed me enough. I, I never gave it a shot because I couldn't stand – the expressive noises he made. It was very weird. I could not like him. I, I understand. Sometimes he, was, he gave that little screech, like, right? And all like, that. oh! I, like, okay, dude. Okay. You know, what are you doing thing. in that booth? Sorry. But here's the thing. is that it was passion. Like, like, he saw what was developing and all that, and he got excited. So he did tone that down, Jerry. I think he's he, to, he definitely toned that down. I think that he was told, listen, Tony, the passion's great, but tone down the screeching cat sound, you know? And the, and the predicting of the play was annoying. Like, I, I, Why is that annoying? That's great. Because I think he should be coaching if he can do that, right? Like, <sighs> don't tell me. It's like your sport. Like, you're telling me the end. Like, Luke is, uh, or Darth Vader's Luke's father. Well, thanks. I'm not going to go see Empire Strikes Back now. Like, I don't want to know beforehand what's going to happen. I want to try and guess it. Did you, and like then if, John, did you like when John Madden did it? Madden John, Madden, Madden, John Madden wasn't as right as Rome. Rome was right almost every single Madden time. Used to it's do amazing. It Madden used to say, look for a run left here. Look for a run right. I remember. He used to do it all the time. I know, not, but not as detailed as Romo does it. Don't Romo me. does it great. But Romo does it great. So Romo sees it and he goes, okay, watch for a scene. Watch for a, I, I think that's great. What's wrong with that? Yeah, it's just, I want to be surprised a little. 
don't know. It's fine. He's, he's way better. I, I, so to answer the question, the long answer that we gave, I'm fine <laughs> with Tony Romo. Peyton Combs says, I want to see Jerry's predictions and Chris get frustrated like last year. I can't year. wait, Jerry. I can't wait that Drew Brees is in the booth next year. Another guy you hate for some reason. He's just, he's a, he's yeah. a, a yeah. no win throwing nicest guy, nicest guy in the world. He is. Hall of Fame quarterback, and for some he's reason, a, you don't like him. He's a sweetheart, but he's been playing in a dome for. I can't ever. wait till he's in a booth because he's going right to the booth. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. I'll probably like him as an announcer. It's a done deal. He's going. I would Soon say, uh, Drew, how did you ever play in wind? Oh, right. You didn't. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Climate control dome. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. Uh. A lot of good questions. Hope you gentlemen, all things Giants at Giants Things. Hope you gentlemen are staying safe. Out of the mid, late round and undrafted free agents, is there any player that intrigues you and why? Hashtag buffoon crew. You name the undrafted free agents. Chris, out of the later rounds, who are you most excited about? Probably not. Pro- oh, well, can't, well, later rounds, about six rounds. We're including the well, six. Well, you know, I, I guess later rounds is yeah, like Cam four, Brown, four, four or five Carter, on. Yeah. Cam Brown, the Carter Coughlin kid, you know? Yeah, the more I learn on uh, Darnay Holmes, the more I love. Uh, and I I didn't realize that Deion well, Sanders... Are we going fourth round now, too? Well, just, okay, hang on. What I, Deion Sanders said uh, at the Combine, no one looks more flawless than this kid, right? So I was pretty psyched about that. Uh, but, okay, later rounds, yeah, it, it's it's basically the same two guys. Why don't we cover the whole draft for attitude then? Yeah, I'm most excited about Andrew Thomas. There you go. Think <laughs> <Good laughs> about that. <laughs> All right, next. Uh, you see what I deal with, right, folks? Key, I think. Later round, undrafted free agent. Jerry's talking about a fourth round guy. K-E-I at Keyland. What is, uh, what is each of your guys' favorite move the Giants have made this offseason? Good question. Go ahead, Chris. The favorite move the Giants have made? Oh. I thought I, I thought I, it's bet- I, I, I think I know your answer. We're talking about player-wise, right? I guess, uh, you know, it could be anything. Uh, I'd say player, Mark, but, you know. All right, if we're going to do everything, Mark Colombo is our offensive line coach. He's definitely one of them. And, and Blake Martinez is Blake the Martinez. other. <laughs> yeah, Blake yeah. Martinez and Bradbury yep. are going to be yeah. other. I, I agree. I'd say Bradbury above Martinez, even just because we need to solidify cornerback. We have a lot of talent. Yeah. At cor- By the way, I mean, Chris, we didn't talk about this, and I don't want to interrupt questions, but we have like 35 defensive backs on this team. <laughs> Look, yeah. I can't wait to see the battles. That's right. Let them, let them settle it on the field, Jerry. Let them oh, settle on the field. Wow. I mean, you got and don't big... sleep on and don't sleep on this Chris Williamson kid either. Oh, I know, right? Gary, hold yes. on a second. Hold on. Yeah. A later round pick. <laughs> that you're excited about. You have what? Safeties, Peppers, McKinney, and then you have uh, you know, Bradbury, Baker, Love, Ballantyne, uh, Williamson, Holmes. It's eight, and there's more. I'm missing some. Yeah. Grant Haley, for now. Uh, you know, there's a, Oh, I think you said that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean yep. Chandler, like a lot of guys, a lot of guys. Bad. Sam Beal, that's the ninth. Holy crap! Wow. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sam Beal. That's right. Don't forget about him, man. <laughs> he's he's been uh, tweeting a lot lately. I wonder if he's he's you know, ready to look... go, Jerry. He's ready to go, dude. He's ready. I guess he's he's fired up. You'd be surprised that competition fires you up, right, Jerry? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mr. CRZ, thanks, buddy. Thanks for all your efforts. Really like what you do. Big fan of yours from Monterey, Mexico. Awesome. International, baby. Any chance to cut McCoy and Tanny, restructure Solder, then get Clowney for 15 per year? Oh, you knew what question to ask because I would ask it. 
lay off the tequila down here in Mexico. <laughs> That's awesome. You're not cutting McCoy, and we're not signing Clowney, unfortunately, Mr. CRZ. Um, but I, I would love to sign Clowney. Did I ever mention I would love to sign Clowney? Um, <laughs> New York Giants and Francais. Did the Giants change their community manager? The official Giants Twitter is pretty funny since the draft. Don't know, but it is. They're tweeting a lot more. It's almost like they realize there's this thing called Twitter, and they start tweeting more. Yeah. Uh, a lot more videos every day, which is good. I don't, I don't know the answer to that, though. I will find out the answer to that, though, because the, I, I have noticed a change in the Twitter account. It's, um, it's more refreshing, right? It's not wise assy, but it's, it, there's more out there. So, yeah, I like it. Uh, let's see. Well, which game are you most excited for? We answered that. Here we go. Um, Mike <clears throat> Bellato might be another relative of yours, pal. If Andrew Thomas is the starting left tackle, how do you think he'll do against the Watts, Max, Boses of the world the first three games? Mm. <clears throat> you know, we'll find out. <laughs> no idea. Pray. We'll see what happens. We'll find out. Uh, welcome, to, welcome to the NFL. Let's see. Most excited. A lot of, lot of which game are you most excited to watch? I mean, you know, guys, it's week one. Um, here we go. Nick Diamond at Diamond 21 Hey, guys, big fan of the show. Do you think Pert has any shot at starting some games at any point if any of the tackles struggle or does he need the full year of development behind Solder, Thomas first? Hashtag buffoon crew. Something we worried about early on. Like I, I like to pick more and more as time goes on. But this is more of a project pick. I think the only way he would even start is if any combination of Solder, Thomas, Fleming, and Gates were hurt. I think he's that. I think he'd be that far down the depth chart. I don't know about you. Yeah, Chris. I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. Right now, yeah, I agree. Right now, that's the way uh, you know I see him on the depth chart. Chris, any remaining free agents you see the Giants could sign? This is from one fishy scientist, someone like Everson Griffin. Nah, I don't see it. Nope. Um, the only one, you know, look, there's one pending, as <laughs> I guess you could say, right, with Marcus Golden. Uh, that's yeah. it. All right, we'll go two more. Mo at Mo. That's a long one. Uh, which rookie do you think will have the biggest impact for the Giants? Which rookie? Um, I'm going to go with Xavier McKinney. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, he's going to be all over the field. He's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be great. I can't wait to see this kid play for us. Uh, Matthew Mazzucchetti, last one. Who is your breakout player on both offense and defense for up this upcoming season? So we, we named, we said Hernandez and Carter were the ones that would be helped most by, most by the coaches. But which one do you think is a breakout player? I got mine. Go ahead. Darius Slayton for real breakout, like a thousand yard breakout. There you go. Okay. I'm going to go with, I know people are going to be like, he's never, he's never healthy. I'm going to go with Evan Ingram. And on defense, uh, breakout, I'm going to go, oh, defense, I'm going to go with. X-Man. Oh, that's a good one. That's a real uh, X-Man one. 1. <laughs> yeah, X-Man 1, right, right. We have two X, we have X-Men. Yeah. That's what we could call our defense. We need, a, we need, a, we need a, a cool name for this defense. Could be the X-Men when it's all said and done. All right, buddy. Watch. I know, listen, Jerry, just one quick one, too, and watch the Andre Baker, too. No, I hope you're right. He started looking good at the end of last year. People forget. Watch, so. watch for him, too. Anything else, pal? No, that's it, man. All right, everybody. Thank you. For listening to us, Chris, thanks for taking time. I love this hour. It flew by. Cannot believe it's already an hour in. So uh, 
And Jerry, Our, quickly, yeah. I'm sorry, Jerry, can I just, one quick thing. Yeah, uh, we got some more direct messages about people thanking us oh, yeah. for getting their minds off what's going on and their jobs, frontline, uh, the first responders and all that. Um, we very, you know, once again, don't ever feel like you don't send it into us. We appreciate it to no end. Yeah. The kind words, and we are so happy, right, Jerry? I know I, I know I speak for you again yep. here. Um, we are so happy that people listen to the podcast and get a little bit of a blow and what's going on in this world today. So thank you very much again, um, everybody. Yeah, the, the, the constant message of this is a great distraction, guys. We really appreciate that because we're in it with you, man. We, we hate this. This sucks. If you live in New Jersey right now, this sucks. And we understand what's going on and, and, and we are trying to get through this and hopefully this does serve as a distraction. So it is beyond appreciated the words you guys are giving us. So thank you very much to Echo Chris's sentiment. And to order a subscription. Somebody said I have to speak slower because I go through, to, through it too quickly. To order a subscription to the Giant Insider newspaper. I, you don't have to be a wise guy about it. Go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to Magster for a digital subscription, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. Somebody said, my wife says you mumble. Okay, thanks. And download the Giant Insider app from the App Store. But thanks, guys. Seriously. Anything else, pal? No, if you're finished being sarcastic, I guess we'll, uh, we'll talk next week. All right, guys, please be safe. We'll figure out what day we're doing it. We'll, try, we'll uh, let you know on Twitter. And remember, Sundays are Giant Days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Stay safe.